Hey y'all, this is your host, Elise Robinson, with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. I hope these stories will inspire you to switch careers. I was an auditor in my past life, and now I'm in tech. And let's get to it. We are Switch Into Tech. Tech resources to accelerate your career in information technology. Monthly classes on tech topics. We offer free or discounted exam vouchers, scholarships, free Udemy courses, free events, free boot camps, and more. You can find us at www.switchintotech.org. Recorded. Oh, well, that's odd. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to hear it. Um, hey, no, I, I, hear, I hear feedback. Yeah. Is that me or you? Yes. yes. Or you? I don't hear anything. You don't hear anything? Okay. Um, I mean, I hear I hear your voice, but I don't hear feedback. Okay, because I hear myself on your end in the background. Okay, I don't hear it anymore. Okay, maybe it fixed itself. All right, I'll, I'll just cut this part out. But hey, y'all, this okay, is Elise nice. Robinson with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. Today I have with me Federico. And uh, he is our first international guest. Uh, tell us where wow. you are from and where you live and, you know, where you started and where you went to. Yes. Um, well, thank you very much for having me, first of all. It's, it's really cool to be here. I didn't know I was the first international one, so that's, that's very cool. Um, I'm originally from Costa Rica uh, in Central America, um, where I started a career as a musician. Um, I was a touring musician, I was a music teacher, and that was kind of like my first, uh, my first go around in the professional world. And three and a half years ago, I moved to France, um, where I now am a market research analyst, uh, and I work for a company that does, uh, yeah, market, market, marketing research on social media, mainly for luxury and beauty brands like uh, L'Oreal, Armani, and things like that. So I'm, I'm a marketing research analyst now. Gotcha. Um, I will say, do you, do you speak, speak three uh, languages? Do you speak English, French, and Spanish? And Spanish, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Which one was the hardest to learn? <laughs> Which one was the hard? Well, Spanish I learned when I was, you know, growing up, so that was the nat- that came naturally. I think the hardest was definitely French because um, I learned. I first learned French when I was around eighteen, more or less. Um, English I learned in like in primary school, so I was I was young too, so it's easier to to absorb it. French, yeah, I was older, and French is hard. It's just French is sometimes it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked and amazed yeah, because, uh, I mean, French is, is kind of like Spanish where you have, you know, feminino and masculino. Yeah, you that's know? right. Yeah, English yeah. doesn't have that. So I'm, I'm actually <laughs> shocked. But you did learn English when you were a child, though. So that, that's probably that's, why. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. And also French phonetically, uh, you know, the, the sounds that you have to produce when you're speaking French, like they're hard. There's so many different sounds and like like small, small differences that make small differences in sound that make huge differences in meaning and so uh, it's hard <laughs> gotcha and i meant feminine and masculine i'm, I'm using my spanish here but but yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I said good. french um 
seventh and eighth grade, I think that's when I took French, but of course I never used it. So um, it, for some reason it comes up a lot when I speak Spanish sometimes though. And I'll be like, that's not even the right yeah. word. And uh, it'll be like, oh, that's French. That's why. So, um, that's cool. but yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm shocked that that French was, was very hard for you though. Um, oh yeah, it is. It is. Um, let's see. What was the catalyst that made you change from being a musician to a, a market research analyst? Yeah, I think, well, at first I didn't fully like, that's who I am now, but I, at the time I didn't know that's what I would end up being. At the time, I just wanted to switch from music to business, you know? Um, so I wasn't sure what, like what road I would go down in the business world. Um, but the reason to answer your question, the reason that I, or, or what sparked my, my desire to switch was I, I started feeling in music that I was not adding enough value to other people's lives. You know, I kind of felt a little bit selfish because I was playing a lot of guitar, like a lot of hours every day in my room, practicing and learning songs. And, and yeah, we had like, I had concerts and stuff like that. And I was a teacher, but I don't know. I just had the feeling that I could do more for, for people. And that sounds like very, maybe very abstract or whatever, but it kind of felt selfish. You know, I was, I was spending a lot of time just playing for myself kind of, and then a little time playing for other people. But, um, I, I felt like there was more that I could do, um, in the world. I didn't really know what it was exactly, but I thought that business was, a good way to start and also my you know i come kind of like from a business family so my dad has been in business for like 45 years something like that so you know business was somewhere in the background there all along and but yeah what sparked my interest in switching was was the fact that i was feeling selfish maybe a little bit so what type of musician were you you said you played a guitar did you sing or just guitar you play any other instruments um, I studied, um, I have a bachelor's degree in classical guitar, um, but after I finished my studies, I kind of branched out into other stuff. I did a little bit of jazz. Um, I did a little bit of singing. I, I'm not a very good singer, but I, I gave it a try. Um, I got into production a little bit, so I worked in a couple of um, production studios um, and a little bit of songwriting as well. But mainly guitar. I got into electric bass eventually later on. But but that that was you know I kind of tried several different um, avenues, I guess. Gotcha. So digging deeper into selfish, um, how is market research not selfish to you in comparison to being a musician? Yeah. Like originally, I had the idea that if and this is not true for everybody, of course. This is just how I felt at that time. Um, I had kind of the idea that, you know, having, picking up business skills would allow me to be more useful. Even if I, like, even if I, if I had stayed in music, just having, you know, marketing skills and having, Finan a little bit of financial skills and strate the strategic side of business, business, which is something that I do a lot in, uh, today, that would give me like a wider 
um, spectrum of action, I guess, uh, in which I would get be able to get more things done, not just for myself, but also for other people, like whoever I worked for. So that that was the idea. And and the other thing that I forgot to say before is that one of the other things that also sparked my interest was kind of something that happened by chance, I guess, but um, I was a music teacher and I had a, a few friends that founded a music label and they wanted to produce music and they invited me to be a part of that. Um, and I came into that experience with the expectation of, you know, the musical side, you know, making music and recording. But what they needed actually was somebody who took care of the business side, you know, finance and, and making deals with artists and stuff like that. So I took that opportunity and I, 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 I ended up finding out that I liked it. And so it was more both things, the, the selfish side and also just um, seizing an opportunity, seizing an opportunity that, that, that came up just without me um, planning for it, I guess. So do you still practice your music or you just left it alone? <laughs> no, I, I play. I play sometimes um, whenever I have time, whenever I have uh, the chance. I Actually, it's funny. I met um, a group of uh, people from Costa Rica here in France who are musicians. So um, every now and then we, we team up to, to play. We play reggae music every now and then. So uh, I think we have a concert coming up sometime. But we do that, you know, maybe a couple of times a year and, and that's it. Gotcha. Um, all these things come at a cost. What did it cost you? And, you know, did you have support from your friends and family? Did they think that you were crazy, insane? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. People were good. My friends were, because it's a, you know, when you think about it, to me now, it's, it's, it comes natural. But when you think about switching from classical guitar to marketing research, that's, it seems like a huge leap, you know? And, so yeah, it kind of, it was weird for some people. And, and I still had the support of my family and my friends. Like nobody, like nobody was, was weird about it, but it did kind of come off as something uh, that not everybody does, I guess. Um, and what it cost me was, well, first of all, I decided to go back to school um, because I realized when I was at the, um, at this music production project that I told you about, um, I realized that I really didn't know what I was doing, you know. So I decided that, you know, I needed to, if I was going to go down that road, I needed to, to, to level up my skills and, and, and go back to school. So that was a huge cost, not just, I mean, not financially so much as, as you know, time and attention and, and effort and starting from the bottom. And I'm, I was like, I think I was 32 back then. I had 20-year-old classmates who, you know, and, you know, so that, yeah, that, that was like a cost. That was, it was hard to go back to school and start over having already finished a different career and, and feeling kind of lost because I didn't really know how business worked back then. Um, um, so that was, that was, it took a little bit of, um convincing myself i think to to be able to say okay i'm gonna go back to school i'm gonna start everything from scratch and um that was hard and and part of the cost also is now that I, when i start when i eventually started working 
um, also this idea of starting from the bottom is is something that is doesn't come naturally to you when you're I guess in your 30s you know um, going back and taking all these jobs and doing all these tasks that people don't want to do and but you know you're the new guy and you're learning so you need to be flexible and that was also kind of hard definitely definitely I, I I totally understand um because as I told you you know my mother passed I was I had just turned 30 a couple of days before uh she passed and you know it was life-changing of course and you know I'm like I have to start over because I quit my my whole life to you know help take care of her and my family and it's like okay where do I go from here you know because people think that your life ends at like what 27 <laughs> You're supposed to be established wow. <laughs> and, and all this other kind of stuff, you know, starting a family and it's like, okay, well, am I behind, you know, what, what's really going on? And I will say, um, I'm going to say her name, her name, because I mean, she has a, she has a unique name, but she put this bug in me and uh, I, I don't know if she'll ever see this or whatever, but her name is September Browning and she, she taught me mm. well in audit uh, for my, one of my audit mm. positions and we didn't leave on good terms, but uh, you know, okay. she put the bug in me about the golden handcuffs and she was saying that, you know, make sure this is something that you want to do before, you know, you start making all this good money <laughs> and yeah. you can't leave. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm in my 20s. I want to I want to see the world, you know, and that's that's pretty much what I did. And, you know, that okay. bug was already in me. But my mother was was the more so of the catalyst for me, too, because um, at that point I had I really had nothing holding me back. Um, OK, OK. But uh, yeah, no, I totally understand where you're coming from, because it's like, OK, that that bug is there on you know am i am i successful and am, am i going the right path should i start over what i do yeah. and that's one of the reasons why i started this podcast so people can see that it's okay to you know, i don't want to say yeah, start at the sure. bottom but you know i say take the skills that you already have and put them somewhere else yeah <laughs> and, and that that is so important that i i what you just said like yeah, you don't. You I I know I said I started from the bottom, but you don't really start from the bottom because you need to leverage the things that you that you know. Maybe not the technical aspect of the craft, um, but you know just the fact that you are twelve year, years older than your classmates or your work um, colleagues, and and you know just you have to find ways of. of making making it a positive and not a negative you know there's so many stuff that we learn um about life and, and we mature and we we go through things that maybe other people because just because they're younger and they haven't had the chance to go through those things but like you just said you need to leverage those things when you're switching because they are a a they're you know it's an advantage that you have over people who haven't had the chance to, to go through those things you know Definitely, definitely. And then outside of that, I mean, you could be a mentor towards, you know, the younger people. 
Yeah, it. for sure. It's, it's yeah. not all, it's not always a negative because you hopefully you want to see the next generation be successful. So that's that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, and we can yeah. add that to the reason why I started the podcast too. Is like you know this this new generation needs to see that you know there's people. It's okay. It's okay. You know I don't care what your parents say or your friends say. Like it's okay to you know do things a little different sometimes. Um, and I, stepping back to you know learning about business. I always tell people, please, please take an intro to business course, you know, because I, I studied. Oh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, please take that in your in your college education or, you know, even if you don't go to college, I, I, I tell people just just please take it. <laughs> It'll help you understand. so yeah. much. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I mean, business gives you a lot of skills, even if you like you said, even if you don't end up doing business, whatever you do, just the the skills that you acquire but by learning how to I don't know craft products that people will like or do things that will attract people that is so valuable so you you kind of talked about the process you said you went back to college and so did you get like yeah. a second bachelor's did you get a certificate um you know, um, I want to dwell into this kind of later about how you got to France, because I mean, I could talk to you all day about being an immigrant expat, you know, because <laughs> I'm one myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, did you go to school in France? Like, you know, what was the process on, you know, getting to where you got your, your marketing analyst job? Did you what did you say on your resume? How could how did you convince people to take a chance on you when, you know, for the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, you were a musician? Yeah, um, that's, that's a great question. Um, I went back to school in 2017, uh, beginning of 2017. Um, while I worked on the project that I told you about. And, and so I did both things. I went to school to get a bachelor's degree. Um, that was in Costa Rica while I was still over there. Um, I finished my bachelor's degree in 2019, July or August 2019. And it just, it just so happened that the school that I was, the university where I was doing my bachelor's in Costa Rica had a, um, like a partnership with a school in France. Uh, and that school in France offered uh, a master's degree in data analytics for marketing, which was something that I began eventually to be interested in. Um, so, you know, I applied for the um, for the master's. It was super easy, which was unexpected. I thought it would be like, you know, I, you hear this, this complicated paths that people have to go through sometimes to, you know, go abroad and get accepted and all those things. For me, thankfully, it was it was easy enough, and I got accepted and came in late 2019 to France um, to do the master's degree. Then COVID hit like two months later, you know? um, so we went from I mean we had to do the rest the second part. It was a short master's. It took like the the courses took like maybe nine or ten months, and then you had to do like a like a thesis type of thing, like a research type of thing. But like sec the second half of the of the courses we had to do online because, you know, we were, um, everybody was home because of COVID. Um, and then and this is where, where it started to go um, towards the working part. Um, like you asked before, how did you get people to, 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 to like believe in you or hire you, you know? I think it started 
back in, when I was doing my bachelor's degree in Costa Rica, um, I think the answer to that is, I mean, if you're going back to school to do something that you want to do, it's not something that somebody is imposing on you or anything, you want to do this, then like when I went to school, I just gave it my all, you know, I just, I was really so interested in learning, like actually learning because I had the other project uh, on the side. Eventually I quit that project um, to, to, to just study, but the way I got people to believe in me eventually was just, you know, showing that I, I really wanted to learn. I wasn't just there to get a degree, you know, like a lot of people just want to get a piece of paper and, and and that's fine, I guess, but like, I really wanted to go beyond the, the obvious. And actually one of the first people who hired me, who gave me a, a chance on a, on a seasonal job was one of my teachers. <laughs> um, and so that's like, I, I, I say that because I feel like the way that you get people or, or for me, the way I got people to, to believe in me was just showing in the little, little things, showing that you, you really wanted who really want to get better you really want to do a good job uh, and that goes for if you're a student or if you got a job or both or you know just show that you're reliable in the small stuff and, and people will will give you larger opportunities and then when i was in like the same thing the same principles applied when i was in france we were um we had to do like an internship to graduate from the masters that was like part of the program um, and I got an internship in Paris. Um, it was a company that um, that did like ratings for TV and uh, radio and movies and stuff like that. So it was more of a like the technical side of data analytics for for media ratings. Uh, and after that, I did that from 2020 to 20 to late 2021 and after that i switched when the, i did an internship and a fixed term contract as well in that company and then i switched to this other company because i, I was starting to notice that i was going down the like the technical side of data analytics which is very interesting and i really like but i wanted to to try the strategic side of business you know like as to how strategy uh plays into business and marketing. And so I found a post at a company that, which is the company that I work for today, uh, where we do exactly that. We, we do like consultant marketing strategy consulting. So uh, that's where I am now. I've been doing, I've been working there for like close to a year and a half soon. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I'm trying to, I'm summarizing like four or five years of experience into a few minutes but uh yeah i mean it's been a crazy ride and you get surprised that I, I never like back in 2017 if you if you would have told me that i that i was going to get to know so many people and uh you know get to work in different things i worked for a company that did finance in costa rica and i did um the, the media thing and now i'm doing marketing strategy you know, it's just one of the things that I tell people if if you're thinking about going switching or changing, you're gonna be surprised at how many things you're going to be able to experience. So I think that's one of the positives of of, of you know just just taking the leap and I'm not saying everybody should do it. I mean everybody each person has a different situation, I guess, but 
I think just for me, looking back and thinking about all those experiences and different opportunities and and also the bad things because of course they're, they're, they're things that are not easy um it's just amazing the amount of things that you you get to experience you know definitely definitely um i i tell people you know one reason why i stayed in mexico um was because everything was so easy like it just came so easy i didn't mm. have any trouble or strife <laughs> you know everything just yeah, yeah. connected it just connected so when you said you know it was very easy to you know apply for the the scholarship and the master's degree and then just you know the visa it just everything just connected it just ran so smoothly yeah. you know i i hear you i hear you <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah i haven't had too many bad experiences you know um and that's why, you know, I'm like, it was my destiny. I was, I was supposed to do this. Um, yeah. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I totally understand. Um, what are some of the positives and negatives of your new career? Yeah. Um, I mean, the positives is, I think the first positive, which is, which was the first thing that, or one of the first things that that I understood is that I'm doing something that I really like. And of course, I like the music too. I love the music. I still love music. But like if you're going to switch, you you have to switch to something that you like. You can't just switch because it makes more money or because or whatever, you know. You have to be sure that you like it because otherwise it's just going to be too hard. So, so that's one of the positives, the fact that I like what I do. Um, I think it's more also more of a dynamic market too than the music was at least back in, in where i came from um there's more space to create new things and to like, there are different types of jobs that you can um apply to um there's just so many like in paris at least there's there are so many startups that have you know like do these crazy things that you would never imagine and that's one of the positives is that just there's so much room to ex to experiment and, and 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 try out new things as a as an entrepreneur or as an employee too you know there's just so many different like job descriptions that you wouldn't even imagine would exist you know um so that's that's one of the positives too is it's more dynamic um i think on the negative side um one of the things well i mean Something that happens to me, and I, I'm guessing that for other people who switch also, it's the same uh, situation. You kind of, I mean, like I kind of miss music sometimes, you know. <laughs> sometimes I want to play and sometimes I, you know, like that side of, of what you, if you, if you liked what you did, um, yeah, you miss it, you know. Sometimes you're at work and you say, ah, oh, it'd be nice to just play guitar a little bit, right? You know. Um, so that's, you know, it comes with the, with the journey, I guess, you know, you have to be willing to adapt and adjust to those things, but it is a reality that sometimes you, you, you can miss that. And that's okay. You have to like, also give yourself permission to, to, to miss it, you know, to say, huh, I like that and, and find a way to, to feed that, um, that motivation in the time that you have. And the other thing that I think, um, may be negative about business is the fact that 
for some people in some um in some jobs it's very easy to go down the you know like kind of like turn your brain off and go down the path of just you know getting up in the morning going to work and going back at 6 p.m to your apartment and then watching some netflix and eating and going back to bed and then doing it all over again the next day and i think it's easy to and this goes for i, I guess any career but i think specifically business because um you know it's easy to find a job that pays well enough and where you don't feel like you need to change or need to move so you can many people just uh, yeah just i don't know if they turn their brains off but they it's just you stop reflecting maybe and and, and you, it's easy to stop questioning things and you just go and do your job and go and do your nine to six and and all of a sudden one day you're going to wake up and it's been 40 years and you're doing the same thing so that's one of the things that i try to um, guard myself against you know always try to find new things and, and question things and, and try to find ways of doing maybe the same job but doing it better or, or more efficiently i think it's easy to go down that that wormhole you know like you get sucked into the this idea of yeah okay i have a good, good enough job i have what i need and so i'm just going to do the same job for the rest of my life and you know many years and um that is one um, risk that some people i feel fall into in this industry gotcha no i i understand about you know missing your old your old career your old life i call it my past life um yeah, yeah. I, I literally hate accounting, right? Uh, but I love audit. Like I, I could never be an accountant or anything like that. Audit is a whole different ball game. And one position that I had, it was a lot of fraud, I would find. And those were the juicy stories, right? You know, people would mm -hmm. steal money and, um, <laughs> you know, go back to their, their home country a lot of times or, you know, they would get arrested, times it would be in the news. And so that was the juicy stuff. And I, I miss that sometimes, um, you know, so I, I get it from that perspective because I, I can guess that, you know, you miss, you know, the probably the crowds and things like that as being yeah, yeah. As people yelling uh -huh. your name. <laughs> you know, they like, you know, ego stroke. Name, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true and it's true because um with the group of people from Costa Rica that I that I play with every now and then you do get like that kind of like adrenaline rush when you're playing and, and you know music um arts I guess in general give you like that yeah that rush and and but also the other thing that like I said before one of the things that I've found is that you need to give yourself permission to miss it you know like yeah because I it's also easy I guess to just kind of like block it out and say okay so I switched and and so I can't look back and I I have to focus on what I do today and yes you do have to focus on what you do today but you know I mean we we, we we're human beings and we have attachments to some things and and some of them are bad but not all of them you know so so just the, giving yourself permission to I guess reminisce a little bit it's okay you know Definitely, definitely. And yeah, I mean, art is definitely a general rush. Um, I painted something one time and a lady said she wanted it. 
<laughs> and I'm like, you want this mess <laughs> that I created, you know? And I, I ended up selling it for like $20, but I was like, oh my God, I'm like a real oh, artist dude. now. You know? That's cool. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> so I, I, I get it from being, you know, like a, a, a real artist and, you know, you're like, people come to see me? Oh my gosh, I can, <laughs> I can imagine. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I can understand you you really missing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some traits that are good for being a, a data analyst? Yeah, um, I think... Well, I mean, if, you, if you're talking specifically about the data analytics side, um, you have to have like some hard skills, mostly related to like numbers and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that you have to be like a mathematician or, or whatever, because I'm not that, but um, you have to kind of like to deal with numbers. If you open an Excel sheet and you want to die, then that's going to be a problem probably you're going to definitely have to do that um probably every day or, or every now and then a lot um i think in the in the market research space you you need to be very you need to learn how to think strategically and i think that's one of the along with the numbers thing that's one of the main uh main skills that you need to develop um, some people are like naturally attracted to that or others aren't that's okay but you need to learn because business you know when you're like I work for a like I said before for a company that does marketing consulting so part of that is kind of like us telling the brands what we think they should do and why and what the results might be from that um, so you have to like develop that sense of, of visualizing things strategically and so what happens if we do this okay this might happen uh or if we don't do that then okay what the, what would the competitors do and all those things so i think that analytical strategic side of of of, of how you you need to learn how to think that way um i think that's very important it's just also, I said before, just questions, question stuff, question things all the time, you know, like, and that goes for everything, not just what I do, but I mean, it's just, like I said, it's so easy to just sit down and get comfortable and do your job um, every day. And, and, but when you're working with business, business is so dynamic, especially when you're dealing with startups and, you know, entrepreneurship and all those things, you need to constantly find solutions you need to be a problem solver and it's just important that you develop that sense of you know be aware that you're going to go through a lot of problems in your work and, and you need to solve them because that's your job um, I think that's very important too um do you think I mean you kind of touched on this a little bit do you think that you should have become a, you know, a market research analyst like years before you became one? Or do you think that was the right time? Or, you know, do you think you should have never became a musician? You know, what do you think? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think, 
No, I think I think things happen in a way that this sounds very romantic, but it, I think it's true. You know? <laughs> like if I had become if I had gone into business like straight out of high school, for example, you know, I would have missed a whole side of of who I am today. That uh, you know, a whole side of uh, a lot of things that I learned about not just about music but about who i wanted to be as a person and even even things like you know music and studying music in school you need to be so disciplined you know you learn to be disciplined and i always i always say that music is like sports you know you need to you need to work out every day you need to play that guitar every day and if you skip a day you're going to notice the difference so that side of learning how to stick to something and being resilient and 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 putting yourself out there and, and being disciplined. I would have, like, if I had never gone to music school, I would have never learned that. Well, maybe I would have learned it some other way, but it would, you know, it wouldn't have been the same thing. So I think it happened when it had to happen. Uh, like, to me, it I switched when I was 32, more or less. Some people are going to switch later or earlier, but I what I would say is just don't kill yourself thinking that, oh, I should have, you know, I should have, if I had used the previous 10 years to, to build my marketing career, I would be the CEO. I don't know, maybe, but that's not, I mean, I don't think that's the right approach, you know, to, to that. What you need to, to, to do is value who you are and understand that who you are comes from all those different experiences and, and learn to use that, like we said before, also use that as an advantage, you know. The fact, the very fact that you switch careers means that you have this whole other um, well to 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 draw from, you know, of experiences and learning. So, so I think it just happened when it had to. No, I asked that question because you know when I became an immigrant expat, it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I wish I would have did this earlier, you know, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, you know, mm. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, move to another country and, you know, learn a language and not know anyone. I, I don't think I was strong enough, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. that's, that's hard. Yeah. And after, after my mother passed away, it's like, what, what are you really scared of? <laughs> you know, like mm. one, one word that I describe myself as is fearless. Cause it's like, okay once the person that created you is gone it's like what is what is what is really left you know so yeah i asked that question because you know at certain times you feel a certain type of way when you when you make a huge change you know you made two huge changes you went to another country you, you changed careers at the time and it's yeah. like okay like how do how do you really feel about that <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Last question is, you know, what, what, what can you? What's the final statement you want to say to someone that is thinking about, you know, changing? I, I want to say changing careers because it's like literally changing your whole life around, right? So, changing your whole <laughs> life around. What, what would you say to some person? Yeah, what I would say is um, first. Um, one of the first things that you need to understand is why you you feel the motivation to to switch or to change. Um, like to me was 
the fact that I felt a little bit selfish or that I, that I had something else to offer to the world or to people. And it's going to be something different, I guess, for every person. But try to, even though you, you're not going to ex exactly know why you want to do it, but try to ask yourself and, and be as clear as you can about, about your why, you know. Um, I think that's a very important part of, of, uh, of, of being successful, I guess, in, in the switch. And the other side is I call it laying bricks. <laughs> Which is, you know, when you switch, you're going to maybe have to take jobs that, that, you know, maybe not from the bottom, but close to the bottom, maybe. And that's okay. That's just how it works. And you have to lay those bricks. Uh, you're not going to be the architect. You're going to be the guy who lays bricks, <laughs> uh, which is less sexy, I guess, and less interesting. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's how it works. And you have to, you have to be aware that that's probably going to happen because it kind of took me by surprise when I switched and I, you know, because when you start thinking about switching or, or when you're in school, you're all, um, you know, you're hyped up about the change and everything. And then you start working and then you say, oh, okay, so I have to fill in this report. Like, okay, every Monday morning you have to, I have to copy and paste this. Ah, okay. So you have to be ready to, 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 to go past that because it's it's something that might happen and if you lose motivation because of that um that might be a problem so just be ready to go past to go past that um and the other thing is something that we touched on a lot i think already but you have to make your experience count you know you can't see the switch as Okay, I'm I'm deleting everything else that I am or that I know, and I'm starting over. I mean, yes, in a way, starting switching is a way to start over because, and you should feel the freedom to to build whatever you want to build, and and you know that's good. But you definitely gonna you definitely gonna need to take advantage of the things that you know and the, and who you are that comes from your previous experiences. Um, that's, I always tell people, people, that's your competitive advantage. You know, you have, you have things that you learned and, and you, you, you should definitely go back and, and, and understand what, which one of those things, what can you take advantage of and, and use in this new stage of your life? Don't see the switch as, as, you know, deleting everything and starting literally from scratch because you're not i mean uh it's okay i mean you have experiences and, and so you better use them you know definitely definitely and you know i've, I've definitely felt like that before um, especially when i was younger like i don't, I don't really care anymore now because it's like okay i've done it so many times like what's what's another what's another switch what's another restart you know um mm -hmm. at this point but um yeah, going back to yeah, you know the, the the old experience that I had, I, I had to I had to move to a, another state, you know, within my country by myself because you know before that I was in relationships, and it was like, you know, I had someone to lean on, and you know, I had to move to this new city where I had no one to lean on in order to make the switch to another country. That was that's what I had to do first. Um, 
so yeah um all that to say you know you're basically saying time waits for no one you know you only live once and um you know <laughs> yeah and, and also and also another thing that i think is important is the fact that before you do it it just seems so scary you know you're so like it's the unknown and it's you 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 don't have no idea what you're going to be faced up against uh but once you start like you know if, if i go back to 2017 and somebody would magically be able to tell me all the experiences i would i would i would have in the next five or six years you know i would have never imagined that like coming to france and uh, i got married when i came to france which is one of the reasons why i stayed in france i'm married to a, to a french woman so uh like if you if you had told me that five six years ago i would know what you know um so what i'm trying to say i guess is it's always scary at the beginning when you don't know what's coming but once you take the you take the the step the leap you know things start clearing out and you start finding ways and and that's just the way it works you know definitely definitely um i don't really have much else to say to that it's like you know do it do it scared do it scared <laughs> yeah for i sure. agree yeah. that you know if someone would tell me you would you would you know get mexican you know residency and you'd be living in mexico you know like year a couple years ago i'm like you're you're out of your damn mind <laughs> what do you mean so you know yeah. I, I i get you i do i do so Federico, where can we find you and uh any last words yeah, you can uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Federico Urena. Um, maybe we, I'll, I'll send you a link so that people can find it easier. Um, and yeah, if you wanna, you know, contact me, have a talk. Uh, we wanna learn more. Um, anything I can do to help um, by sharing my experiences, and people can look me up and just send me a message, and I'll be more than happy to to talk about about my experience and my job and yeah i guess the last thing i would say is like you know don't be afraid of, of the unknown and not just do it scared like you said but do it smart too you know um, don't just switch because you feel like you have to switch or whatever find ways to to to, to do it in a in a way that might then it's going to benefit you and and it's gonna be okay don't worry i can true. i can attest to that <laughs> true um oh god you're gonna get me started on on the expat immigrant situations where people just come and do stuff all kinds of crazy ways <laughs> but yeah. uh those, those are stories for another day <laughs> but yeah definitely do it smart you know someone somewhere has already walked the line and yeah you know, most people are friendly enough to where you know they'll 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 teach you their ways to an extent so closed mouths don't get fed you know you, you utilize the internet that's that's all i can say <laughs> that's right that's right yeah mm -hmm. thank you so much for being on the show um yeah thank you for having me already uh, please hit that subscribe button hit the like button we're on google podcast apple podcast spotify so you can listen there 
and uh, this is episode number 15, I think. So stay tuned for some more because we got a couple more coming up. <laughs>